0: Hello, this is Ken, your RV navigator.
1: And Martha, the co-pilot. And this month, we're talking to you from home. Home. And it's gotten it's to be fall. Autumn has hit. So I guess this is the best place to be. If you wanted to do any camping around here this month, it wouldn't be too comfy.
0: you have just one more short trip planned before the big winter. Oh, well. Oh, well.
1: So before we get started, we want to remind our listeners because we always forget. Oh
0: yes, yes, that yes, yes. We
1: have um, a listener comment hotline, which we hope that you
0: will call, which is eight one five two three zero zero seven seven two. And we haven't had many calls. So you we... get emails more than you get. Oh, much calls. more, yeah. much more. But I, it's easier. But uh, it would be nice to have some other voices in addition to the people that we interview, of course. If you'd like to email us, though, we are at navigator at rvnavigator.com.
1: You've been getting a lot of emails about people having trouble downloading um, our podcast. And I wish I could solve
0: these problems, and I did talk about this last month. The good news is that actually we have had no comments, no negative comments about uh, downloading problems this month. And I don't know exactly what happened with iTunes or why the connection was lost or what happened. I did get an update to to the iTunes connector software that I use to tell iTunes that we have a new episode of the RV Navigator podcast but for some reason, it just stopped working, and now it's working again. And so, that's it wasn't goodness. us. It wasn't us. Um, we did the same thing we did every month. But I have taken some steps to help you continually download the RV Navigator because we would hate to have you miss an episode. As we mentioned last month, the folks in Canada who anxiously await the first of the month so they can hear our voices. We don't want you to be frustrated. We don't want you to be frustrated at all. So, number one is is that you can always download. From the RV Navigator website. I realize that when you click on one of the podcasts, it starts to play and that's natural. However, if you put it on pause, if you put the player controls on, you'll see them at the bottom of the of the window. If you put it on pause and let the whole thing load, and you'll see it at the progress bar, let's call it a little thermometer bar, when it's completely loaded and you click on the right-hand side of the player screen, the lower right-hand corner, I'm going to put a little picture up on, on the website this month to illustrate this, but you'll click on that and you will see a drop-down menu that says save as source and that will save the mp3 file to someplace on your computer so that it can be either uploaded to your mp3 player or your ipod or it can be inserted into itunes and you can listen to it remotely without having to be online so you can always do that from the rv navigator website Um, and that's the downloading feature. That's in addition to being able to just plain listen. And I realize that it's inconvenient sometimes just to have to be online and listen. Especially if you only have a desktop. Yeah. You're kind you of might chained to, to the desk. <laughs> exactly. And we want you to be able to take the RV Navigator in your RV. On the road. On the road. So number two is, is that I have started putting the RV Navigator podcasts up on a new website called Podomatic. And this is a free well, for me, free, podcast uh, hosting service, and they offer a free account which allows me to put up some of the episodes of the RV Navigator podcast, and you can always now go there and download it from their website in case something goes wrong with iTunes or the RV Navigator website So. I'm trying to offer you as many options as possible to keep our listeners happy.
1: So that's podomatic.com?
0: Podomatic.com. Okay. Exactly. And Good. if you do a search there on RV Navigator, you'll see our podcast. I don't have space there to put the full range. Oh, well, you'd have to pay more, right? I'd have to pay, period.
1: And we're making so much money from the RV Navigator.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, it only has 500 megabytes of space. And each one of our episodes is in the 20 to 25 megabyte range, so... So uh, it should host most of our websites of our podcasts for free for a while. So um, if you have uh, problems, please head to Podomatic. I think they offer quite a lot of services, but uh, mine is just kind of a mini website, and so don't expect to have a lot of... uh the frills there for instance but in our if webpage. we have
1: another iTunes problem that
0: would be that would be definitely an check. alternative so those technicalities are out of the way and we're ready to head into the uh, the RV Navigator podcast
1: well, of course, uppermost in our minds is the recent RV trip we just took. Yes. Which we called a staycation because staycation. we were never more than four or five hours drive from home. So, um, our, our, so stay RVers we have to
0: consider staying at home when they're only three or four hours from home? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, oh, and as I with see. many of the trips that we take... This I was started, not at
0: home, so I was on a staycation. Well,
1: it feels like home.
0: Okay. Oh, yes, that's true.
1: And as with many of the trips that we take, um, <laughs> it started with a small, simple thing and evolved into something more Well, if you're going to leave home, you may as well go for a while. So what prompted this trip was um, an elder hostel to improve our golf skills in Green Lake, Wisconsin. We'd been to it once before and learned a lot, but we're still playing rather dismally, so Ooh. we thought we'd go back for a refresher. And one thing we didn't like when we were there last time was a 40 the handicap is not good. bed. Um, it caused my back some issues. So Ooh. we noticed that they had a lovely campground at their and facility, and they didn't advertise it. Um, so we took our motorhome up and made them let us stay there. <laughs> <laughs> which worked out just fine. We were far I more. I think
0: they actually came out ahead money-wise. Far more
1: comfortable than all of our other fellow golfers, and so this makes me want to plug once again the uh, concept uh-huh. of elder uh-huh. hostels. Um, yes, elder we hostel like elder hostels. has recently changed. Its name to Exploritas. Exploritas. Uh, How does that sound? It's. I think had <laughs> some marketing problems related to its name, and that baby boomers do not like to think of themselves as elders, and those behind. In hostels us, is
0: not a good. Nobody concept. stays in hostels, hostels in the anymore. United States. No.
1: Even elder hostel, you never stayed in a hostel when they well, first they used started to. out. You yeah, stayed yeah, in yeah, dorms. Yeah. But anyway, um, so now it's Exploritas, and they've opened themselves up for much younger folks, twenty-one and up. Is what I read. Really, and the concept that we really love is the same which is to learn about new things
0: so if you enjoy traveling and learning active outdoor experiences take a look at uh, the elder hostels they offer programs in virtually every state and many countries with and extremely we have varied da- content this was our 10th one so we have enjoyed many of them and if you're an RVer we found that many of them actually have RV components to them. But generally uh, they that advertise
1: themselves that way rather yeah, than us kind of just our pulling way in, our way in this time. After a
0: little bit of experience with them. But each one is run by a local... Uh, program and uh, they are all good quality programs and they offer uh, Sunday through Friday programs so they're all exactly the same length except for the international ones Yeah except for the international ones they're all the same length well uh, within reason and they use, and you can tell what you know in advance what to expect um a complete program for one price all no, your meals no cooking mm-hmm. all your meals all your lodging all the all the uh, learning experiences
1: and a wide range of activity from morning till night. Yes, in which we kept us too. busy. So there we were. We were already in Wisconsin do, 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 and do, and Waco home. Wondering what to do. <laughs> um, and
0: we hit our bikes.
1: And we had our bikes, in addition to our golf clubs. And one thing that Wisconsin excels at is bike trails. Uh, In the Midwest, generally, we have a lot of great bike trails because we had so many railroads in this part of the country. And a lot of them aren't used anymore and have been converted into bike trails. The right-of-way and the land is already Mm -hmm. there. You just rip out the ties, put in some asphalt, (laughs) and you're good to go. (laughs) So uh, the one that we in particular like, because it's kind of special, is the one between Elroy and Sparta, Sparta, which goes through three lengthy tunnels and you have to take a flashlight or a helmet light uh, because you can hardly see the other end of the tunnel Uh, when you first enter
0: it. Uh, Very cool. We have uh, not really given you a lot of reasons to travel to the Midwest And, and as we travel, of course, we travel to remoter parts of the United States, but if you are listening to us and you're in one of these other parts of the United States, it is and you enjoy biking, And we're talking about not mountain biking, but off the road. Away from the traffic. Away from the traffic. And we have traveled to... As you know, most parts of the country, and we look at their bike trails, and they stink. They stink. Whoops. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, except with a few exceptions, one we found in Idaho was very nice, and there there are some other nice ones, and certainly in Pennsylvania, but the Midwest is the best. But uh, if you're looking for a variety of bike trails that are f- set up for road bikes, but not on the roads, um, you want to head to Wisconsin, or in some cases, Michigan has some very nice ones too, because we have some of the best bike trails around.
1: And Another nice thing about them is that for people our age in particular, trains cannot negotiate very steep inclines, yes. and so none of them are very hilly. Right. Uh, so they're easy to do. They have numerous parking spots, so if a trail is 32 miles long and you only want to do 10... Yeah, they're you can
0: actively managed. Leave they're your not, car uh, and, right.
1: and come back and then start another piece the next day. Yeah, so, so they're very user-friendly.
0: Taking our bikes on this trip um, after the golf adventure was well worth it because we rode along the Mississippi River, which was nice. We rode on these bicycle trails that uh, she mentioned that have the tunnels. We rode along the I&M Canal, the Illinois and Michigan Canal, uh, later on in the trip. And uh, it makes it a very pleasant sort of uh, adventure. And we're talking about segments that could range up to 50, 60 miles if you wanted to really be
1: ambitious. (laughs) Ambitious. More (laughs) ambitious than we are.
0: We ride 15 miles maybe. 15 or 20 one day we rode 30 and then we were tired you could easily ride much longer distances or shorter distances um, it really depends on your interest because the trails are cut up into segments and it's nice because you go along and then you can have lunch along at a little town along the way and you lots can lots of
1: cute little towns lovely farms with big silos and rolling hills and cows mooing. it was quintessential very
0: essential very bucolic quintessential Midwest, so if you'd like to see that, come and visit us in the Midwest.
1: So, then since we were already in Wisconsin, as Ken mentioned, we headed toward the Mississippi River um, with the idea of camping in some Army Corps of Engineer campgrounds because they are um, a great bargain, and even more so for those of us who have Golden Age passports because you can camp for half price. And many of them are nicely maintained and spacious and on some body of water. That's why the Army Corps of Engineers has made them.
0: Our question has been many times. We've talked about whether or not we should make reservations. And our basic philosophy is that we didn't need to make reservations in September.
1: But we did for Labor Day.
0: But except for Labor Day. And then after that, you can just kind of wander around. But we were caught up short.
1: Well, the problem is that in <laughs> September, the weather is still gorgeous. And those of you who are well, still at working uh, do try to take advantage of the weekends and go camping on the weekends. So while we had absolutely no difficulty finding spaces during the week, um, if you hit a, a, an area near a town on the weekend, and especially if they're having some kind of a festival, which a lot of towns <laughs> do in the fall, um, you could end up not having any place to stay. No, so at the we were end.
0: in Dubuque, I- Dubuque. Dubuque, Iowa, and we were going to stay at a very nice park. Which and it was very nice on the river. On the river, and usually, if you get there on Thursday, you know you can stay through the weekend because they have some unreserved sites. And so that's kind of our philosophy. We got we were going to get there early and get one of these because th- they do get uh, crowded on the weekends. And we, we got there at the site, and the lady says, no, you're not going to stay no. here at all. We're,
1: we're having the Dragon Boat Festival. The
0: Dragon Boat Festival has in, in, taken up the entire public campground. And it did. Fortunately, we are flexible enough, and there was a casino directly adjacent to the Dragon Boat Festival grounds.
1: That allowed and camping.
0: And I'm sure all of you are dying to go to the Dragon Boat Festival. <laughs> we never heard of it, <laughs> even after having seen it. But it was, it, it
1: was it. well attended.
0: <gasps> yeah, there were hundreds of people there. Anyway, um, the casino right there, and that's the really nice thing about having a motorhome, I think, is, is that boy, you just zip out there. Pull in the
1: parking lot, and
0: you're... You're there. She said that, and we said, okay, no problem. We'll just go camp in the parking lot. And so we had a full tank of water, and we had all the comforts of home right there with our generator. And we needed to use our generator a little bit anyway.
1: Mm -hmm. And, of course, when we go to a casino, we never gamble, but we always try to pay for our stay by going to the buffet. (laughs) (laughs)
0: How is that what that's called? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pay for our stay by going to the buffet.
1: But it was very disappointing when we woke up um, after the first night of boondocking and discovered that our well-equipped RV had stopped functioning because we were out of electricity.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this was an interesting uh, issue, and I think that uh, it's kind of a warning for everybody out there. There are lots of systems on your RV which you need to pay attention to, and, of course, the electrical system is one of them. And certainly us with our four... Deep cycle batteries should be able to run ourselves overnight without going dead, but in fact, we found we were dead. We were dead, and so I'm out there looking at our batteries, and the water level on the batteries was way, way down. I put That's in, a big no-no. I put in, yeah, I put in a lot of water in each of those batteries, and I was, af- I'm afraid that I zapped the batteries, that they were no longer able to hold much of a charge. And I don't know. The last time I checked it, they shouldn't, well, anyway. It happened. <laughs> and they were oldish, I'm fumbling too, right? here. Well, three years old, they shouldn't old-ish. go that bad. So after doing a bit of research, you can buy batteries for a huge range of prices, from $175 each to $70 each.
1: What's the difference? Good question.
0: I did a, a lot of reading <laughs> while running the generator. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't even know this, well, the generator, because, I mean, they would hold charge for a while. They failed like at 4 o'clock in the morning, right? Sometime, yeah, because yeah. we got up and it was dead. And we weren't using that much power in the night. The inverter was on, but that's about it. I did some research, and... I don't know. I just can't justify $170 or more per battery. Some of them are actually, if you buy these matte. LED, glass packs? Glass pack matte things. Glass mats? You can get them for $250 at a discount, and that's at. Are they supposed oh, to last longer? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you can use them in any position.
1: You mean like upside down? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we don't usually flip our batteries around after we get them in RV there. If your
0: flips over, your batteries will still be working. Oh, that's
1: that gives you peace of mind. Okay, but, but you still could have the water boiling out problem and wreck those. Well, things, that's
0: right? what I want to alert people to is no, because they're they they're enclosed. Yeah, they don't have any issues with that. Uh-huh. With your lead acid batteries, um, you need to be sure to check them frequently and make sure that the water level, especially with deep cycles. And I will be doing that much more faithfully in the future. Learn from our mistakes. Learn from our mistakes because it's kind of an expensive mistake. We spent $71 per 6-volt battery, and I went kind of on the cheap end. Well, I, I did some research. I was going to buy interstates, and then I found out that the Sam's Club batteries are made by the same company that makes the interstates. And so it's the same battery.
1: And because we were camped in the casino parking lot rather than in a nice <laughs>
0: campground that would hamper our style, the guy out of Flagstaff, <laughs> we were able have to have a heart attack if he saw what I was doing.
1: We were able to do this by ourselves. Well,
0: it, is, it isn't such a big deal to put the batteries in, but but they're heavy they're heavy and I couldn't
1: you, it, I lifted them by myself I don't think
0: yeah and it takes you have to take them out and you have to have the drawers open and you're going to use them a in few the right order and and put it's the th- right hookups back yeah. with the right yeah it's it's terminals uh, yeah, and it's important that you do all that stuff correctly but we did it But we did it. And so we now have four new batteries. And let our mistakes be your warning to check your batteries frequently, Um, especially if you have a standard uh, converter-inverter charger. Um, We do have a three-stage charger, and I think it must be the automotive charging system that is putting too much juice into there. That that's when it's causing that it's boiling the off the water. Uh-huh. And automotive chargers are noted for that. So even with a sophisticated charging system that we have, and solar, which is to keep it up, um, it's still. That's why I wasn't that sensitive to the water. Live and learn. Uh-huh. Okay, Mr. RV Navigator. Just. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey everybody makes mistakes <laughs> yeah,
0: not like that. After that, we traveled and did some more
1: down the Mississippi down the Mississippi learned a lot about
0: barges and Lamar- and
1: locks and water management. Uh, the upper Mississippi was not nearly as busy with traffic as I expected it to be barge traffic um, right but those barge barges are huge. huge. And you, when you decide to stop one, it stops a mile and a half later. I thought driving an RV was a challenge. Yeah,
0: yeah. And we watched. Uh, we went to the locks and watched them lock through. And
1: it was interesting. It was interesting.
0: Yeah. The last night we camped a, a big mile and a half, or hour and a half from home, if that. If less than that, an hour. Less than an hour from home. And we went to a wine festival. You know, it's nice to go to these little festivals that are held. Out in the boondocks. And we played some
1: really cheap golf in the middle of cornfields. So that's right. Um, uh, certainly, the rural Midwest, you can find a lot of bargains if you're trying to travel on the cheap.
0: And that leads, uh, leads us back to home, where we're going to talk about some of the other topics. Um, let's see. Tech topics for the month. Your new iPhone. Who has a new iPhone? You do. Yes. We both have new iPhones. Yes. And how have they been working? I like it very much. But... We find that we don't have much 3G on the road. Yeah, that's been disappointing. Yes, get outside of our area, the Chicagoland area, and a big city. 3G is the high-speed data service that you that you have to pay for when you get an iPhone, and we assumed that we would have 3G service everywhere, certainly within a metropolitan area. But so we,
1: every time we'd go out to eat, no matter what kind of a dive we were in, we'd pull out our iPhones and see if there was any Wi-Fi and <laughs> download three podcasts quick while well, we could.
0: Yeah, and they didn't have 3G service, no. which kind of surprised That's us. But I would like to talk about some of the the cool apps that we have downloaded. I mean, the iPhone is just way cool. And if you are thinking about uh, getting a laptop for the road and your primary purpose is to do email, you really might consider just an iPod.
1: An iPhone or... an Yeah, an iPhone,
0: sorry. Uh-huh. Because the iPhone actually does quite a lot. And one of the newest... Applications that I just downloaded was the geocaching application. Um, geocaching, as you know, is using your GPS to find little trinkets and treasures, and um, it's kind of a nice little activity to do when in an area that you're not familiar with, because it gets you familiar with the area. Get you it gets you out there. Gets you out there.
1: And in the past, we'd have to print the yeah, information. Yeah, you have to print it off.
0: Or more recently, with my uh, Garmin GPS, I was able to input from the computer the GPS coordinates. coordinates and the podcaching information directly into it so we could read the clues and things. But now they have an iPhone podcaching application, and you can look at locations that are nearby live, which is very cool. So if you're someplace and you say, oh, we have a half hour, an hour to wait for something, push the geocaching, and you can go do a geocache while you wait because you can find them all directly related to your exact location.
1: Yeah, I found I've had to think, change my thinking a bit. When I get something like a new iPhone, I tend to accept it as is. And certainly with all these apps that you can download, you can really personalize it to your interests, uh, the things that you like to do, the games that you like to play, the sorts of services that you would like to add on. Um, it's really up to you.
0: Right. And I've been keeping detailed records about the RV's uh, usage of things, uh, like fuel and putting in all of our maintenance records into another little app into the iPhone. So it now keeps track of that, and it tells me, gives a chart about the gas mileage. and Do we really want to know that? Well, I think it's good to keep track of that sort of stuff just so that you can see if there's a problem and to see what the generator costs you to run for three days.
1: I don't really want to know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what it does to your gas mileage, because of course its fuel comes right out of the fuel gas tank, <laughs> out of the diesel tank. Diesel tank. Uh, so the uh, the iPhone just has so many uh, very nice applications. Um, I just read that there have been over two billion downloads. Oh my! From the Apple website uh, of apps, and a lot of them are free. A lot of them are free oh the other cool one was the was the golf one you can buy these specialized golf GPS units that you hold in your hand and it has the holes how many and yards just as, to the pin that kind all, of thing yeah, all that sort of stuff well now for about $25 I downloaded one for the iPhone it does the same thing which is way cool and it has all the golf courses in the United States on it and you can just hold it in your hand when you have decent cell phone service, but when Jeez. you're playing
1: in the middle of the cornfield, you probably won't.
0: <laughs> it, but it downloads the Google Maps, and so you can actually see the lay of the land, which is which is neat. Uh, if you're thinking about about a new. Uh, mp3 player the ipod touch is good um, because it does do all of the apps that i just mentioned um, but it doesn't have the phone connectivity and if you really want to have phone connectivity in addition to the apps then you need to get an iphone which is of course available only from at&t now simultaneous with that we have a secondary Uh, Internet connection from Sprint. I was very surprised that in places that we did not have 3G service from AT&T, we did have Sprint data service.
1: So if you're a data junkie as we are, um, <laughs> it's nice to have a backup
0: to the backup, which is the satellite dish. So now we have three. We yeah. have AT&T, uh-huh. Sprint, and the satellite dish. Okay, right. so uh, I, also, I bought for this little USB dongle, uh, which is the connection to the Sprint data network, I bought a Cradlepoint personal Wi-Fi hotspot, which is a battery-operated Wi-Fi hotspot so that you can charge it up, put it in your car, and you have data service. You could take it on a suitcase trip then, too. You could take it on a suitcase trip, and it's very small. I was disappointed when we got this device that uh, Sprint was not offering the MiFi, which they're offering now, which is has all the stuff built all in. But the, with the Cradle Point little Wi-Fi hotspot, it's about the same thing as the MiFi. So you can buy this for any of the... External plug-in USB devices.
1: So you're like making your own little internet cafe and both of us can be
0: online at the same time. Up to five computers can be online at the same time, which is very nice. But
1: it is limited in how much data you can download.
0: Well, it's limited by your company uh, and most of the cell phone providers, it's five gig a month, Mm -hmm. unless you have an iPhone, which is unlimited. But as I mentioned last month, The tethering is 5 gig a month, but you'll have to refer to last month to hear the details about that. We also installed this past month the Wingman TV antenna, and this is a little addition to your TV antenna. It looks so nothing- well, and I was very surprised. Like putting a Frisbee on your I, I, antenna. I mentioned it last month that I bought it, and it was like $25, and it's in a, a little gizmo that you attach to your current Batwing bat antenna, you know, the crank-up one that everybody has. And it took me about five minutes to install, and they say no tools, but can be done with no tools, but a little screwdriver is helpful. But it has no screws, per se. You just kind of push these brackets. Snap it on. Snap it on. And I must say that it has helped because one of the reasons why I delayed installing it was because I wanted to take it to a remote location, of which we were in many.
1: In the middle of the cornfields? (laughs) In the middle
0: of the cornfields, and try it out when I installed it. So when we were at the golf camp, uh, which had virtually no TV reception, Uh, I got one digital channel. And when I put the wingman on, I got two digital channels. 100% 100 improvement. (laughs) (laughs) And overall, uh, there there was another time when we we were
1: at that campground and that lady came and asked you if you were getting any TV. And you brought her inside and showed her. You had a lot of channels that night. And she was so impressed.
0: Yeah, and I, that must be because of the wingman. I mean, our, our or RVs
1: were... because her husband didn't have theirs hooked up properly. That crossed my mind, too. Well,
0: yes, but... We were pretty impressed for $25, getting the wingman is a really pretty cheap investment. It's worth it. And it, actually, I saw quite a few people with them, frang- frankly, so I guess it's uh, it's. The word become, is out. The word is out. I'm also thinking about uh, something else that's happened to us here at home, and that is uh, our buddies at Comcast have stopped broadcasting analog signals. So our regular TVs... Our older TVs. Our older TVs no longer work. And in our house, we've never had any boxes. We Um, hate boxes. We hate... Well... We hate boxes. Well... (laughs) We like boxes, but we don't want to have boxes on all of our TVs. Now, this is not really an impact for you, uh, dear listener. However... I'm thinking that if Comcast has stopped broadcasting its analog signals, what's this going to mean to the RVers in the world?
1: That when you go to a campground and yeah. you get cable?
0: Are you going to have to have a box?
1: They're going to check you in, give you a bathroom key and a cable box.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, this is something I hadn't anticipated was going to happen uh, this rapidly that three um, months after they stopped broadcasting over the air, Comcast says, a, oops, we're not going to put out any analog signals anymore.
1: Maybe it's just and Comcast our local is a big provider. Company.
0: It may be, and I'd certainly like to hear from other folks uh, and what's happening with you, but it's striking to me that uh, this is going to be a big change for campgrounds because what is the cable connection going to be like if they have to give you a box, and what happens if you have two or three TVs in your RV, or four like us? (laughs) 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 They're going to give you four boxes for the inside of your RV? They're going to say you're
1: nuts. That's what (laughs) they're going to
0: say. (laughs) Do we have too many TVs? Yes, we do. Dear listeners, I would be interested to hear what you have, or any experiences that you've had in this campgrounds. Area. Yeah, because I think we enjoy having cable TV in campgrounds, and that's because you get so many nice channels. And if cable companies now go digital that's going to be a problem.
1: And a lot of campgrounds are on because remote you understand places. it's not
0: it, 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 even though you have a digital TV it still needs the box because the digital that comes through the cable is different than the digital that you get over the air.
1: Now what if we all traveled with our boxes from home? That's
0: a good or, or would question. Would they be different
1: between different companies?
0: I've not hooked up the boxes because you get We're going to get three free boxes. So we should
1: put one in the motorhome and travel with it? (laughs) Oh, Lord.
0: And then what do you do? Where do you put it in the motorhome?
1: Anyway. On one TV.
0: On one TV? That's Ah. really all you need. Ah. (laughs) Well, for cable, I guess. Well, we have to have it on the bedroom TV, though. No?
1: You could just go to sleep.
0: Nah. Nah. So that's another interesting issue. Um, Also, for those of you who are using Garmin uh, GPSs, which is one of the most common of the GPSs, whether it's in your motorhome or in your car, they now are offering a lifetime map subscription. For about $100, you can get... Lifetime updates. And I think one of the things that we've had problems with is not, well, the maps are pretty good, but the points of interest, the restaurants disappear.
1: Yeah, they come and go, especially in this economy. And restaurants I are just, dropping like flies.
0: Yeah, I just got that for our car, car GPS. You get a complete new set of... Uh, of okay, points of interest.
1: Now, you and I also have bought maps for Europe and for um, New Zealand. Would those be automatic, automatically
0: updated then, too? Or This counts for the maps that came in your Machine. GPS. Oh. So this is one of the things that really... It, Sold me on this idea, but it was because the one we have, the the new V six seventy, okay, came with maps for Europe. Came with maps for Europe and the United States, and so the subscription. And I was about because we are taking it to Europe next month. I was about to buy new maps. buy new maps, which were going to cost me over seventy dollars just for Europe. Oh, perfect. And I was surprised to learn that they update the maps four times a year. Wow. So this actually includes quite a few updates. Oh, that'll
1: be a blessing.
0: So that, And and I think it's the maps and the points of interest. And I would also like to give another plug for the points of interest website, whose name escapes me at the moment, but the link will be on the website, the website that uh, has all the points of interest. I just updated all my points of interest, so...
1: So every time we go out by a Walmart, it goes ding, 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 here's a Walmart?
0: It won't do that anymore. Oh, good. <laughs> It has all the new Walmarts, and it, you know, I think this provides you with even more up-to-date information. I think we told you
1: last fall we really enjoyed the one where Ken downloaded all the covered bridges in yes, New England. Yes, and they had and lighthouses. We, and we could find them yes. easily.
0: And there are all sorts of specialized ones that you can download and, and put into your GPS so that it knows where these are just in case you need them. And as I mentioned, I think we put all of the... Uh, Numar dealers and uh, Spartan dealers and Cummins dealers and all of those things that, in case you have a breakdown or something, that you know where to go.
1: Has that been updated? Probably them have gone out
0: of business. Well, they too. talked them. about them as being 2009, uh-huh. so I'm assuming that uh-huh. they would be they'd be quite updated. Website of the month. The website of the month is Better Living R. No, BetterRVing.com. Better, better, better Living Through R's. RVing, I think, would be a good better site. BetterRVing.com. <laughs> well, that's been taken. Um, and one of the things that they have that, I was, that I've been quite impressed with is the RV Driver Confidence Course. And we have watched a couple episodes of that. It actually gives you some pretty good tips about um, your use, your driving your RV. Did you learn anything?
1: Yes. <laughs> Will I drive the RV? No, <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot of issues to think about. That's a honking big thing,
0: and you're getting people's way when you make a mistake. And they have numerous other articles, so I would take a look at uh, Better Living RV, and I also told BetterRVing.com. You, and I would also recommend that you take a look at another one called Wi-Fi Free Spot. This lists all of the free Wi-Fi spots that you'll find throughout the country, which is uh, also very helpful. Like the Iowa rest stop like areas. All the, yeah, so where do you go to get to, to find free Wi-Fi in, in, during your travels? And you might want to consider taking a look at the Wi-Fi. Well, this is www.wififreespot.com. You better put that on the website, too. You don't think I, they, I pronounced it correctly? Well, it's hard to remember. Also, another site that I found quite interesting was uh, the Ram Mount Products uh, I think people have a tough time, especially if you are somebody who uses navigates with laptops <laughs> you know who, la- who uses their laptop uh-huh. for navigation and there are a lot of advantages to using streets and trips. Um, you get the nice, big screen, talks to you, and people say that streets and trips is a very good piece of software, plus it 's less expensive than having a standalone GPS. However, where do you put your laptop on your lap? No. On the on the la- navigator's lap? No. You might want to buy one of the new RAM mount products. They have mounting products for all sorts of things. And one of the things that's also coming down the road is iPhone navigation. So for about $60 or $70, you get a full GPS navigation in an iPhone. But where do you put the iPhone? In well, my hand. Where do you put the iPhone? <laughs> you mount it using one of these devices. Let's buy more From stuff. Our- new ra- ram mounting anyway they, they make little stalks and things that plug in and suction cup and will hold your electronic devices while you're moving suction cups are much better because
1: then you ch- <coughs> change your mind and you buy a new gizmo and you have all these ugly holes in the dashboard
0: ram-mount.com and where's our website located at the rvnavigator.com is it time for something funny Yes, it's time for the funnies of the month. Yes. And you have a couple of funny ones. Uh, Our buddy Al from Australia Australia. sent us a nice picture. Thanks, Al. A photo.
1: An RV is being towed by a man on a bike. On a bike, right. Very
0: China. You know, we want to always talk about ecological solutions and keeping (laughs) ourselves green Green. in the RV uh, business here. And so nothing could be greener than to be towing your RV with (laughs) with your
1: bike. And we were tired after 30 miles on our bikes without an RV.
0: <laughs> and then there's another wonderful new video that's on YouTube, which I'm going to put a link to, which is towing a fifth-wheel RV with,
1: <laughs> with a VW Beetle from 1974. Yes. It certainly was maneuverable. I was impressed by
0: how Maneuverable it's not the word. <laughs> it, I never thought about towing with such a small vehicle, but it makes it makes sense here, and it's got a fifth wheel, uh, one axle. Very cute. You very gotta watch cute, it. That you can uh, tow with your Beetle, no less. Well, probably new, new, the newer ones would work too. But once again, a, an economical, green solution to RVing. In case you want to get to the lifestyle with, a, oh, do you think you could full time?
1: <laughs> a beetle? <laughs> Maybe you were by yourself.
0: (laughs) Other fascinating topics that we need to talk about.
1: Well, I've been very heartened by the um, news we've been seeing about that camping has the amount of people camping this summer has gone up. Uh, The national parks um, had some special weekends where you could go for free. That gave them a little shot in the arm and a number of the national parks, including Yellowstone, where we were this summer have reported an increase in attendance. We love our national parks and, uh, We wish that they would get a little more support from our tax dollars because they do get loved to death sometimes. But it's nice to hear that people are appreciating them again. And the other bit of good news that we are beginning to see, uh, we're not too far from Elkhart, Indiana. We've talked about that many times and how hard it's been hit by the uh, collapse of the RV industry as the economy collapsed. And it sounds like they are doing some hiring and reopening and new things, and uh, maybe things have turned the corner.
0: Well, with a jobless rate of uh, 17%, you can imagine that they are in dire straits. But we're glad to report that uh, several of the RVs RV companies have actually started hiring again, and that uh, orders are up. And they talk about the RV industry as being a leading industry. Indicator: It's one of the first to aff- to be affected by the economy, and one of the first to recover. So, seeing the RV industry in Elkhart uh, recover or start to recover is very good news, actually, for all of us. Um, not only those in the RV industry, or those interested in RVing, but those people who are just following the economy.
1: We seem to have been rattling on for quite some time, um, but every month lately that we've been doing the podcast. Ken has printed this list um, <laughs> of that should help you when you're packing for your next trip to remember what to put in your RV, and we never get around to talking about it.
0: So this will be for our Australian friends who are just experiencing spring. <laughs> <laughs> is anybody so, camping? And we should actually have a winterizing tip I'm, I'm
1: assuming you're going to put the list on the website. Sure. Um,
0: well, at least a link to it.
1: A link to it. Okay. And one thing that it talks about that, that we've kind of learned by doing in this part of the country is is paying attention to the things you have in your RV that could be damaged by freezing temperatures. And I try very hard every fall to take out everything that has a liquid in it, and even things that are not, Gelly. yeah, not so liquid. Um And the other thing to be very careful about, which the list doesn't mention, is any sort of food product that could bring a hungry animal into your RV because mice can get in the darndest little places. You think you're airtight and sealed up, and yeah, and there they are.
0: Numerous stories about people who had.
1: And I do a very good stations. job of emptying it out, but last year I left in like a spice jar of dried onions, and when we came back, uh, somebody had eaten the label off of the jar of onions, and there were little bits of paper that only could have been done by an animal. Uh, he never got inside the jar. Uh-huh. But even the smell of the onions came through the jar. So you really have to be careful to take anything remotely edible, even things like candles. I've had mice go and eat uh-huh. candles.
0: And when they really get hungry, they start to eat wires and that sort of stuff, right. which could be quite because you don't dangerous. want
1: anything in there that would make them come inside your rig. That's just a mess. And then you end up with all these little brown deposits laying around, and it's totally disgusting. So what other things are on there? Well, one thing it recommends, which we've kind of done, is as much as possible, to get duplicates of things in your rig, so you don't have to remember to bring them back and forth. And Ken and I have very different philosophies of clothing. clothing yes, uh, Ken, has, Ken has a complete wardrobe outside that shocks him every time. I could, he's, I
0: could leave this afternoon. <laughs>
1: every time he starts wearing his clothes because he didn't remember what he had or what color it was.
0: And the problem with that
1: is, well, I all of my clothes are very important to me, so I they're see. with me at all times. <laughs> uh, so I schlep them. It's in and It's nice out. to
0: go out there and <gasps> a whole new wardrobe.
1: So so that's something that you'll have to decide on your own. And things to think about, like um, prescriptions and refills, how you're going to manage that when you're on the road, especially if you go for longer periods of time like we do. Uh, some pharmacies, like Walgreens, have network all over the country, so if you've got your script number, you can get your refill anywhere um, we do ours a mail order, so then as long as we can get our mail where we are, we can get our drugs that way. So this list has a lot of issues that you should consider um, as you're getting ready for a trip so that you don't forget something important. Although really, in this country, unless maybe you're going to Alaska, you can usually buy what you forget for
0: the most part. For the most part. And, of course, because most people are RVing in this country, that should be no problem.
1: And, of course, the list also refers to some things like our recent um, battery water problem, (laughs) um, keeping an eye on things like your tires and whether they're in good shape if they've been sitting Um, Have they gotten any cracks or sun damage?
0: And next month we're going to have great stories. About tires. About tires. We're finally being able to buy our tires. We couldn't buy tires because Michelin was in the process of making a new batch. So we had to delay our tire purchase.
1: Oh, and there's also something on this list about make sure you know the height of your RV. (laughs) Gas stations and bridges often post the clearance?
0: Uh, there was a very str- uh, funny RV. Well, not really very funny, but a, 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 a fifth wheel pulls up to an ATM station at a bank, pulls away, and takes down the entire extension on the building. Oh, you know, the my. Roof over
1: Totally forgot that the RV was behind him?
0: I don't know, but oh, the okay. whole roof. I mean, it hit the RV at least three feet down. So, I mean, so it was, you know, it was not just a matter of clipping off some of the stuff off the roof. He he hit it right square in the cab.
1: Or shaving off your fantastic not, not, fan. He wasn't
0: in a motorhome. He was in the fifth wheel, of course. Uh-huh. He and, forgot it was back then. I don't know, and took off, well, or thought it was further over. But the the video is oh. from the security cameras. The whole roof, everything comes collapsing down, and much of it collapsed on the RV. And he probably got a little bill from the
1: bank afterwards as well. I would
0: think, think thousands of dollars.
1: So anyway, check out this list that we keep meaning to talk about and never get to before you go on your next trip. It might make you think of some things that you wish you had thought of before you left home.
0: Next month we will, uh, will be our last month before we head off to Europe in November. But we will have some exciting RV stories. And then we will be on the road for the next six months or so. Oh, my. Oh, my because we will be fleeing RV, the, fleeing fleeing the winter. cold weather heading off on a couple of cruises so you'll be hearing the details of those exciting adventures in the upcoming months So stay tuned dear listener and well we will be camping this month in the month of October because we will be possibly in a campground near you one more time one more time before finish.
1: we winterize and take all the liquids out and
0: head to Texas so, This is Ken, your RV navigator.
1: And Martha, the co-pilot, wishing you happy travels and a safe trip.